RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy. I'm joined by Greg Hopkins this week as my co-host. Uh, best wishes to Justin Watson dealing with uh, with a little bit of illness in his life. So hopefully he is uh, gets back on the mend here in the next few days. Uh, it'll be a bit of an abbreviated show here tonight, uh, this evening for you guys. It is, uh, you know, a bit of a, a down period here, but we're still going to take care of the business that needs to be taken care of. Greg, we're going to do a, an oh-so-brief recap of UFC Uruguay, Uruguay, however you pronounce it. Uh, and then, uh, we're, you know, we'll, we'll touch base on the contender series fight that was last night with, uh, Shanna Young. We're going to, uh, give a preview of the big UFC 241 pay-per-view coming up this week, which should be fun. And then we're going to start a new little segment here where, uh, we'll give our opening reactions, Greg and I's, uh, opening reactions to the fights that were announced this week for the upcoming Valor cards uh, that'll be coming down in the future. We'll just start doing this weekly here, whatever, you know, because we're constantly announcing a gang of fights every week. So, well, uh, you know, we're not going to do picks or anything like that, but just kind of an initial opening uh, reaction, if you will. So uh, let's kick things off here, Greg. We've got uh, a little bit of recapping to do. It was UFC uh, Uruguay, which was on ESPN Plus, the 14th such offering. Um, not a stellar card. We, we didn't really go into this very much in depth last week, uh, just because this wasn't a card that, that intrigued, uh, intrigued us a whole lot. Uh, but we're still gonna, you know, um, you know, touch base where, where we need, uh, where, where we see something to touch base on. Of course, uh, the, uh, the whole card was on ESPN plus. There's a lot of, a lot of fighters that are very fringy, uh, as to whether or not they would really belong in the UFC if it wasn't, you know, in a, uh, a South American country or, um, you know, some of these guys' nationalities, I think, really helped, uh, them get, you know, their placement on this card. Um, few underdogs won, for the most part. The favorites held serve, though. Um, the uh, Veronica Macedo opened up with, with an arm bar in the first round over Pollyanna Viana. That was a bit of an upset. Alex De, uh, De Silva, a unanimous decision over Rodrigo Vargas, a bit of a snoozer there. Chris Gutierrez, split decision over Geraldo De Freitas. Uh, Rogerio Bontorin wins uh, on a doctor stop. It's a really nasty cut over ha- uh, Haulian Paiva. Uh, that was a, a flyweight fight. Uh, Marina Rodriguez with a bit of an upset, I guess you would say, uh, over Tisha Torres. She was just like so much bigger in that fight. Um, she was able to kind of just control Tisha. Uh, heavyweight uh, prospect that everybody's got had their eye on is Cyril Gane from uh, from France. He improves to four zero the submission win over a very overmatched Rafael Pessoa. And then uh, the, uh, rounding out the prelims, it was uh, Gilbert Burns who takes a fight on short notice, moves up to one seventy, and knocks off the undefeated twenty and zero Alexi Konchinko, who now is twenty and one. So a uh, big win there for Gilbert Burns. Um, anything on the prelims here at all, Greg, uh, jump out to you. Uh, anybody to keep an eye on, or was it all just kind of what if? Uh, it's kind of whatever. That, um, I watched the lines changed on the, on the opening by the night with uh, Macedo and, and Vienna. That flipped a lot. I believe that, yeah, it changed up quick, and uh, that actually helped me in my DraftKings lineup. 
Uh, as far as the rest of them goes, I think that uh, Gilbert Burns actually is um, the only fight on the card that I thought that I was confident in that he was probably going to lose. And I'm sure you were actually vice versa, and you thought Burns, you know, he was going to win. But um, I thought he was going to lose that fight, and that's the only one on the actual card. I went 10-3 and three for the weekend, and you know, I'm not – I mean, there was two other ones on the card that I I, you know, I, I lost. But um, Gilbert Burns, yeah, that was a big win for him. And uh, uh, other than that, it was kind of – it was kind of meh. Yeah, I got to agree. Uh, the big win for Gilbert Burns because, A, he took that fight on short notice. You know, he's fought a lot at 155 struggled to make that 155 weight. So I think there was a question of whether or not he could uh, maintain that physicality at 170. And he did. I mean, he took Conchico down quite a bit in the first couple of rounds, gassed out pretty bad in the third round. Conchico started coming back, but it was too little too late. And, you know, that gas tank issue could be attributed to the two-week notice, of course. So I think it's a, a real good win, big win for, for Gilbert Burns and beat the guy that was 20-0. and 0. Um, Main card, we had a split decision. A lot of people thought this fight could have gone either way. It was a really good fight, though. Enrique Barzola gets the split decision win over Bobby Moffitt, the Wolfman. Uh, Hadolfo Vieira gets an arm triangle submission in the second round over the Polish uh, fighter Oscar Pijota. Uh, it was Vulcan Ozdemir uh, with a second round TKO over Alir Latifi. Uh, he he looked really good. I thought, uh, you know, Latifi, he's a, he's a tough, durable guy. And Ozdemir really started picking him apart. Once he had him hurt, he, you know, he stayed on him and got that finish. Uh, it was uh, in the feature bout. It was as hard to f- figure out some of the, the placement on some of these fights. Eduardo Garrigori. Yeah. Uh, Eduard, Eduardo Garrigori making his UFC debut, the hometown fighter from Uruguay. Your favorite fighter on this card, I suppose. Uh, with a unanimous decision win over Humberto Bandene, uh, a fight that neither guy looked to me like they really probably were UFC material. But, um, you know, Bandene, that's probably it for him. I'm guessing he'll get cut. Uh, Garigori, a uh, good win for him at home. I see why they had him on the card. Good luck to him as he starts facing the rest of the roster. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Vicente Luque with a very close split decision win over Mike Perry. I thought Mike Perry won that fight. Um, man, he, he really uh, he took a beating in it, though, that's for sure. Uh, but it was Vicente Luque that gets the win. Uh, that was fight of the night, I guess. Uh, they got some some performance bonus most likely there. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. They got the performance bonus. And Ozdemir got one, too. And uh, Veronica Macedo got one for her submission. Main event, woo-wee, stinker. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, five rounds of some of the most uninspiring stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, 25 minutes of, uh, of, of unanimous decision win over Liz Carmouche, who just never really seemed to put her foot on the gas, never really seemed to attack and just go for it, you know. So she, she played it way safe and uh, ended up not getting finished, but uh, not coming close to winning either. Uh, your thoughts on the main card, Greg? Yeah, the main part too was absolutely man. Mike Perry's nose, though, on the other hand, yeah, and that thing got cracked. That oh, that was awful. And yeah, yeah, uh, you talking about some fuckery? Uh, that's awful. Mike Perry won that fight hands down. I hate how they did him there. Yeah, that Uruguay fighter. Uh, also, what you talking about there? Garagori. Garagori. Yeah, Garagori. Eduardo Garagori. Yeah, he's thirteen yeah, and like zero now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good for him. He's gonna start fighting some other guys. Uh, 
I, you think they'll? I mean, I mean, who would they match him up with first in the? You know, well, excuse me, second, like here in the states, like if he fought. You know, I'm guessing most likely we'll see him like on a Brazil. You know, I don't think Uruguay is going to be a a regular stop on the on the uh, circuit. I guess we'll see him on a Brazil card next, something that's still down that way. Step up, and and most likely it won't be good for him. Right, I agree. <laughs> but we might catch some good odds on it. Him being thirteen and zero now. Yeah, and we might, and uh, I will fade him. Uh, yeah. I will get paid. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Shevchenko, uh, the main uh, event there? Man, I think I think before the fight, her and Liz got together and said, "Hey, let's uh, let's really fuck Greg Hopkins over on this because uh, I, I, I'm, I, like I could knock you out in under three and a half rounds, but um, I'm just gonna ride it out because I got a good wager on myself. You know, Shevchenko's betting on herself now." Yeah, you know, so she, just, she knows she's gonna win, but that was yeah, that was a yawner, man. I was just like, Jesus, do something, come on, give me some excitement. Um, why wow, that was the main event, uh, uh, whatever. That, yeah, that whole card was just under. You know, I did, I did. I did uh, you actually mentioned um, that? Uh, is it Bonterin uh, and uh, Paler? Yeah. yeah. That that cut on his eye is that is that the fight? That was uh, yeah yeah that was Bonterin and and Pava. Yeah, that was the one where he had the bad cut. I got the other guy's eye was swollen up pretty good too. I know. I th- I th- that whole time I was like, they kept stopping fights early. Like, I'm not, 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 not stopping them, but they kept like interrupting them, like timeout. You know, let me let's let the doctor in here. And I was just like, what the hell is this country doing right here? You know, cause they kept stopping it just to look. The doctors kept coming in, and I was like, he, and, the, and the referee kept stepping in and like putting his hands up, and I'm like, you don't get timeouts in fights. You don't get like you don't get to just keep on stopping it because somebody might not be able to see. That's part of the fight. I mean, I like I don't know. They kept stopping action, and then I was like, "Don't stop it again!" And I was cussing the TV at the time. Oh, this is bullshit, you know. And then uh, then I shut it close. I was like, "God damn!" <laughs> that was a big old cut over his eye. But uh, and then uh, Harry's nose, man, like he could have went without that. Yeah, they said he went. Um, he's like, I, I, I'm. I'm I'm guessing he's still over there right now because uh, he had to have like four different surgeries on his nose because not only was his nose broken now, but it, it had a lot of original like under under that it had a lot of other other damage too. So they went they went ahead and fixed that. So there was like four plus surgeries on his nose alone, and uh, I think he's still in the hospital over there. And they said something about he's supposed to get be getting married here. Oh wow! You know he's engaged now. What's her face and. But uh, he's supposed to be taking some pictures for his wedding in there, and then it should be uh, real pretty. But they, uh, they, you know, they said they said that uh, they said that everything is good, and he's 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 himself, and everything's good, and he he's he's wanting to get back in there soon. But we don't know how long it's going to be because that was that was that was nasty. And he did he did he did win that fight. He got he got robbed bad. Yeah, on that, that was. Yeah, that was hard to, hard to listen to because I thought for sure that uh, that that he had definitely at least won those first two rounds, and uh, so yeah, that was a tough loss for him. Uh, and uh, the crowd kind of goes home a little disappointed there on that on a uh, un, uh, uninspiring main event. So uh, that's yeah. UFC Uruguay, man. But they're gonna they're gonna ramp it up this week, man. Uh, we'll talk about that here in just a moment. With UFC 241. Uh, but yeah, that'll wrap up the UFC on ESPN Plus number 14. Shevchenko versus Carmouche. It's in the book. Shevchenko still got the strap. 
Uh, and beyond that, really, I, I, I guess we could maybe see, uh, you know, this, these end up being a big win for Luke as far as, as far as getting a, you know, a top 10 opponent, maybe next. And, uh, Ozdemir, uh, real big win for him because, uh, you know, he's a guy that had, had been up there sniffing around at a title and now that this win may get him back on track for, for another, for another run at it. Um, moving on, let's see, we're going to also recap the contender series from last night. Of course, we talked to the Shanimal, Shannon Young, last week, and so we promised we would uh, touch base and see how her fight went. Of course, she took on Sarah Alpar last night on the uh, Dana White's contender series. Of course, those are on ESPN as well. The, uh, the top performers uh, punched their ticket with contracted UFC, so... Uh, it was a really weird fight. You know, we were uh, real confident that Shannon was going to go out there and, and get the win. She looked great as far as the weigh-ins go and, uh, you know, looked to be in great shape uh, and prepared as far as uh, physically goes uh, for this fight. And first round, it was, uh, you know, the, the, the there was an initial flurry, I think, that Alpar kind of, uh, you know, uh, made a statement, you know, I'm going to bring the fight to you. She, she, got, uh, she came right at Shanna kind of caught her with an initial flurry, uh, got Shanna backed up against the cage. Uh, they, there was a beginning to scramble, uh, you know, uh, onto the ground, and Shanna was able to kind of come out uh, and take the back uh, after about a minute and then controlled for the rest of the round. And uh, I gave Shanna that first round pretty handily. You know, I think there was no doubt that she took the first round. Second round, though, uh, they're back on, you know, they, they come back out and um, – and, and again, it was kind of like a rehash of the first round. Sarah Alpar was really pushing the action and uh, managed to get a takedown uh, and then eventually latch on a uh, rear naked choke there about a minute and a half in. Uh, and, and ended up parlaying that into uh, the contract. Uh, she ended up getting the one of uh, one of two people, I think, that got contracts. And then there was a third that was maybe a. Uh, developmental kind of deal. But yeah, she was able to get an impressive win and, and earn that contract. Uh, hate it for Shanna because, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think that she just didn't get to show what we all know that she's capable of. Uh, you know, that was a fight that uh, is certainly a winnable fight for her. And I think that uh, it, it may have been a case of just uh, big stage uh, nerves, potentially. You know, I think that she maybe looked a little hesitant to pull the trigger. Uh, and usually the fights that we're accustomed to seeing her in, she's the one that's pressing the action. She's up in the other girl's ass. She's, you know, she's imposing her will. Uh, and again, uh, a lot of this could be contrib- uh, attributed to the fact that this fight was was at 135. Shannon, optimal weight would probably be a 125 fight. Uh, she walks in the low 140s, and Alpar uh, has regularly fought at 135. Uh, you know, she had a real heavy base. You could see that she was, uh, you know, strong. You know, she was she was able to to handle Shannon in the clinch. Where you know, flyweights I've not been I've not seen a flyweight be able to 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 you know muscle her around. So uh, you know, it's a it's a tough one because uh, <clears throat> you know. Obviously, she's going to have to get back on the on the horse and get a couple more wins, uh, most likely uh, to get another shot up there and show what she's capable of doing. Uh, and again, like I said, I know she's uh, she's certainly capable uh, of more than she was. She got the show last night. Uh, your thoughts on it, Greg? Uh, that was a, was a heartbreaker. It was. Uh, did they ever get. Hold on one sec. Oh, bless me. I just sneezed. I'm sorry. Uh, did they ever have they ever given anybody on the contender series a. Uh, and a contract that didn't because that didn't win at all. Like they get another chance like soon because, you know, although she did lose that fight, she still put on a really good performance and 
And like, I think that that fight could have went a lot of different ways for both girls, actually, just because it was, just, it was off, it was off, it was different. It went everywhere in the fight. It could have gone, you know, either way. But like you said, I think that uh, maybe just the, I mean, you know, we don't, you know, I haven't been to that level. I don't know what it's like sure. to have the ESPN cameras in your face and mm-hmm. Dana White sitting cage side along with other UFC potential fighters. And uh, you get in there and like the lot, like the lots are different when you get to that level. It's completely different. And I can only fathom it. I can't because I haven't done it and I can't wait to get to talk to Shana about it. So uh, uh, I, I, uh, I was just wondering uh, what what they do. Like she's only got two losses, a bit. It, like you said, the the two times she has stepped up to the next level, she's fallen short both times, and um, it's gonna be hard to match her anywhere around here anymore. Because I mean, no girls, she got two losses, but those two losses, like these girls that she loses to, I mean, they're 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 also top girls in the country. It's just yeah. like uh, Shani gets that bad draw every time, where she just faces the world beater and i think that alpar girl is on, on a another level she doesn't look she doesn't look uh she, she looked you know deceiving like but yes that girl was strong very very strong the alpar girl was very strong and she had some uh some really good uh some crisp shots and uh the clinch work like you said she was able to control uh the oldest animal but she just you know we got to get her in there at 125 you know or one yeah. you know that's what we need to do I would think that 125 would suit her much more. And uh, to answer your question earlier, yeah, there have been some fighters that have uh, fallen short in their initial contender series uh, outings and uh, been brought back uh, to give it another go. There's been more than one, two or three, I, I know uh, for sure. Uh, the, in fact, uh, one of them was uh, that fought uh, last night, I want to say, uh, Carl Reed maybe uh, had, uh, had fought in the first season and lost and came back for another go at it um, in last night's event, but he didn't win either. He, uh, he, he had, uh, uh, he was in the very first fight and it was kind of, uh, that was not, not a really exciting one either. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Let's move on to what's coming up uh, this next week, man. Uh, you know, uh, and, and again, uh, congrats to Shannon for, for getting that opportunity regardless. And I know that she will bounce back and, and have more opportunities in front of her. Uh, you know, she, she has big wins I and mean, she has a win over Pam Sorensen. That is your current Invicta uh-huh. 145 champion. You know, so she has the wins over over some good girls. Uh, she beat Pam Sorensen to become uh, the king of the cage champion. But it may just be the step, the 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 stage. You know, uh, you know the media and all. You know, being out there for a week before doing all the photo shoots and and all the ESPN stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, that may just add a whole nother level that uh, is you know that weighs on a fighter. Yeah, I think it does in, in different ways. It's just crazy. Moving on to this week, we've got a big card, pretty good card. Usually we're, we're here uh, hating on some of these UFC cards, but this one's pretty good. Even the prelims are pretty solid. It's UFC 241 uh, DC, uh, Daniel Cormier versus Stipe Biocic, number two. This is the rematch, and it's going down at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. The prelims will be on ESPN. The main card will be on pay-per-view. It goes down this Saturday, August the 17th. 
Uh, well, let's run down the prelims real quick here. It will be Sabina Mazzo taking on Shana Dobson in a flyweight bout. Brandon Davis takes on Kyung Ho Kang, the South Korean, in a bantamweight uh, contest. Strawweights, it'll be Hannah Cypher, Shockwave, uh, uh, Hannah Shockwave Cyphers taking on Jody Esquibel. Uh, Manny Bermudez, undefeated, 14-0, takes on Casey Kinney, uh, who is 12-1-1. That is a bantamweight contest. Uh, and then we've got Drakkar Close taking on Christos Yagos at lightweight. And then again at bantamweight, it is Rafael Asuncao uh, taking on Corey Sandhagen. And then rounding out the prelims, it is Devontae Smith uh, taking on Kama Worthy, who is a very late replacement. Kama Worthy took this fight like in the last two or three days. Uh, that's a lightweight fight. Uh, Greg, uh, we've got a pretty loaded prelim card here, and I am eyeballing a lot of underdogs here. Uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of guys and girls on here that I feel like are uh, very tempting. And even in the very first fight, to tell you the truth, uh, Sabina Mazzo and Shana, uh, Shana Dobson. Dobson is now a minus 125 favorite with Mazzo coming back at essentially even money. And, I mean, Mazo was a very highly touted prospect, uh, you know, LFA champion. She didn't have a great UFC debut, but, I mean, she is a solid grappler that, uh, you know, very, very uh, good submissions. Uh, like I said, really highly touted prospect that I think people are down on her off of her UFC debut. You know, taking on Dobson, who is very much, you know, uh, pigeonholed as like a boxer, striker. Uh, I think stylistically, Mazo is, is a real good play here. Uh, along with a few others, I, I kind of like uh, Jody Esquibel way up there at plus 225 against Hannah Cyphers. It's a tough fight, but I think mm -hmm. that she's live dog. Christos Yagos at plus 170, live dog against Ricar Close. Uh, and then uh, Rafaela Sunsau plus 140. I, how can I not take a stab at him against Corey Sanhagen, who has been impressive? But this is a big step up against the Sunsau. Uh, your thoughts on the prelims? Yeah, yeah, just like you said, <clears throat> all those underdogs. And I've also. Um, I'm kind of looking at Brandon Davis too. Uh, also, I just uh, it's just one of the ones that stuck out to me as an underdog. But uh, yeah, I like. Uh, he looked really good since he dropped 135. I got to say, he fought 135. His last fight looked awesome, and I think that's uh, going to be his new home. So I think that he's very live at one plus 150. Yeah, I like. I, I, that's what I'm saying. There's a. This is a. If you ever if you ever go to the books and you, and you want to make some money on MMA fights, it's hard to do. You know, with the with the with the odds like like uh, Valentina last weekend was like what minus thirteen hundred or some shit. Like I mean, I I don't I'm not gonna put down thirteen hundred dollars to come out a hundred bucks. There's no. just, so I just I don't see it. I mean, even even if I have the money, I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't hundred dollars. I don't you know what if she gets knocked out. Mm -hmm. So, but a lot of these are um you know this is this is where you want to come up on the weekend of uh of all your underdogs and uh Devonte Smith. Karma Worthy, I mean, they, they tried to match him three different times on this card, and his opponents just kept uh, just dropping like flies. Hey, and, he's uh, a beast. Like this Devontae Smith, he's a monster. He is. He is a monster, and uh, that's what I'm, I'm wondering. But they got the number one lightweight out of Pennsylvania. I'm familiar uh, with Karma Worthy. I'm fam I'm very familiar yeah. with him. Uh, back in the day, I've uh, you know I used to manage fighters and go on the road and you know help corner guys that I was I was trying to help get fights at the time, and so I've yeah, I've uh, been on the opposite side of him. And uh, he's, uh, you know, he's athletic, he's tall, he's rangy, he's long, but uh, I think he also can make 145, and that alone 
Um, it, it should show you the difference in physicality potentially here because Devontae Smith is a hossy 155. He is big and he is strong. And, and honestly, they're from the same region. Devontae Smith's from the Ohio region there. And Colin Worthy really is from that Ohio, Pennsylvania region. So they're probably very familiar with each other. Great opportunity for Kamal Worthy, but he deserves to be every bit of the underdog that he is. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I'm on, obviously I'm taking uh, Devontae Smith in that fight, but uh, I'm just wondering what kind of wrestling is going to come out of Pennsylvania because they got a real good, you know, if, if, that, if that's where he's from and he, if he grew up around that area uh, and he wrestles, it, that's going to be a, um, you know, they were, they were, you know, really dominant wrestlers in the, in the, in the country. And well, I can tell you that uh, he is more, it, he is definitely pegged as more a striker. I, he's definitely going to want to strike. Well, then he might not win at all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the odds are long here. You know, Devontae's minus 700, minus 750, and, um, you know, that number could get wider as we get closer. Uh, Drakkar Close, that mm-hmm. you know his name? Yep. All right. I like I like him in this in that fight right there against, uh, how you pronounce that? Uh, uh, Christos Yagos. Christos Yagos. Yagos, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but all these fights are so, like, I, I, like you said, like last weekend with math, this week's like, this is one of those spoiler cards. Like this is, uh, and also I don't know how I'm going to pick and who I'm going to pick, you know, in my, any of my lineups on my fantasy, my fantasy, my draft teams and stuff like that, because I don't think we're going to have a big, huge team anyway, first way tie, because there's so many different things that can happen on this card. Uh, well, the way that the fights are lined, the way that the fights are lined here. Uh, leads me to think that we're going to have a lot of very close pricing. Uh, I think that like everyone is going to fall right in that like 8,200, yeah. between 8 and 8,4 uh, range. I think everyone's going to be very close. You know, there's a couple fights where you've got a wider favorite. Like obviously, Devontae Smith's most likely going to be the, the most expensive fighter on the board. But then you've got one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six. Six or seven fights where, you know, they're lined at like minus 120, minus 130, essentially even odds. And that's, you know, that's going to you know, clog up the, the remainder of, or not the remainder, but the bulk of the fighter. Yeah, it's pool. like the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but all of them are just like, there are a lot of even fights up here like this. Uh, and like you said, you've always, we've always said that. The fight, usually like the first fight, the second fight, and then by the third fight, they set the pace of the of the card mm-hmm. and uh the first three fights like you said i don't see going uh, i don't see finishing i don't see any of them getting finished so i see them all going to decision therefore i think that probably for that duration of the night we'll probably see a bunch of decisions on this card very possible very possible let's jump into the main card here uh on pay-per-view we open up with uh, middleweight contest, Derek Brunson uh, takes on Ian Heinish. Ian Heinish has been on – he's been on the hot streak. He's on the come up, and he's a pretty yeah. heavy favorite. I was a little surprised to see Heinish uh, here at minus, uh, minus 165 over uh, the, the veteran Brunson? Uh, Derek Brunson. You know, I think uh, – Wow. I, I would expect this to be close to a pick'em type fight. Um, mm-hmm. Not saying for sure that Brunson has to win for by any means, but uh, I think that Heinish uh, minus one seventy is, is a little long. Uh, and then Sadiq Yusuf, uh, nine and one, very exciting fighter, featherweight bout against Gabriel Benitez, another guy that's known to be a, a, a very exciting uh, Mexican fighter. Um, uh, that that's also going to be on pay per view there, and uh, we've got a wide favorite as Yusuf is nearly minus three. He's like minus two eighty five. 
uh, here. Really? And then the feature bout is Yoel Romero. Uh, he's been off for like a year and a half since last time he fought. Uh, he lost to Robert Whitaker, split decision, coming back uh, now to take on the undefeated Paulo Costa. This guy's yoked. <laughs> this guy is like yeah. a specimen. He's had some time he's off himself. Greg. He's had he's had some time off himself, Greg. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's but all natural. Other I've, I've seen it. Oh yeah, true, true. He's been off for the Yasada. Oh man. Yeah. Is, so Paulo Costa is the underdog opening here to Yoel Romero, but I actually think that I, I like Costa here or Paulo Costa here. Although you know, I can see why Romero is the favorite. He's the proven guy you know he's been to the top levels of the sport and uh so until you until uh you know paulo beats a guy like him then you know i can still see him as the underdog but it's an underdog i'll be uh, taking a shot at any of these first three fights on the main card jump out to you yeah they all do like that's what i was keep i kept wanting to jump in every time you was talking about him because i was getting excited but uh uh the use off uh i you say he's minus 285 that's that's big i mean that's a lot uh, that's there's no way I'm putting any that, that amount of money on him uh, to win in a fight, a fight of that caliber. Uh, and Derek Brunson, he's he, you say what what was he plus what one one what? Uh, let's see here. Brunson is the underdog at plus one forty. Hey, plus one forty. I mean, I like those odds too. I mean, because I don't I don't know that I don't know that either guy gets a finish in this fight, but Brunson has been. Uh, I don't know. Here lately, he feels like he's slowing down. Sure. I, I mean, he's he, he had a, he's won one fight in his last three, so I just feel like he's slowing down in his pace. And so, Ian, I think that um, he may lose this fight, but you know, I don't know. But one sixty, you might have to just you know sprinkle a little on him. Uh, Yusuf, I can't take him at all. Uh, uh, Paul Costa, Paulo Costa, man. Yeah, Paulo Costa's uh, plus one thirty. Yeah, and I like I like his odds. At, Plus one thirty, and Joe Romero is a beast, man. I mean, like they're both they're both beasts. Both of them are, are freaking jacks. So, like this is you don't get you don't get treats like this often. And um, like you said, though, you like you like Costa a little bit in this one too. But Romero's already proved himself. Costa's beat some pretty good guys. He's beat and he's he's beat them pretty soundly. He's beat Johnny Johnny Hendricks, right? He's beat Johnny Hendricks. He's, he knocked he knocked out Uriah Hall in the second round. He's uh like you said the uh, I think Johnny Hendricks was like but you know Johnny Hendricks on the down slope and on the way you know on the way down when he got beat. But you know Uriah Hall is still is, is still like a, you know a Corey Anderson type of uh you know fighter level, but he's still really dangerous. And for him to you know put away Uriah Hall like that is a is really intriguing for this Yo Romero fight because uh, when it gets into deep waters, I'm wondering how cost his gas tank goes with somebody uh with that much meat on him uh and and, and just firepower coming at him the whole fight this is going to be entertaining i don't know who i like in that fight and uh I, I don't know i don't know what they cost on DraftKings or anything like that but i'm sure you know, i'm sure romero is probably just a little bit above him but i wouldn't mind throwing costa on there the co-main event of the evening. This is the this is the fight that probably most people are you know the most excited for. I would imagine it is the return of Nate Diaz. First time we've seen him in a minute. He is going to be taking on uh, Showtime Anthony Pettis. 
who's coming off a big knockout at uh, welterweight against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson in a fight that he was the underdog in. So uh, I think that the public uh, right now, uh, Pettis is a favorite. He's uh, about minus 130. Uh, but I think as we get closer, we'll see that uh, flip around a little bit. I think, you know, the Diaz brothers are very popular and uh, the money is going to probably come in on Diaz. And that's and I hope we get a better price. But I, I think I'm going to go with Pettis here uh, just because he's been active. He's coming off a huge win. He's got big momentum. Uh, Diaz has been out sitting and uh, yeah, Pettis really just looked awesome at welterweight. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, these, I'm excited for this fight for uh, one reason, and that's because back when Pettis was the champion, Diaz, like you know, obviously felt like he always does, like he's not getting the attention he deserves, he's not getting the respect he deserves, and he was calling out Pettis back then when Pettis had the belt, and uh, he and like he and Diaz is still the same way. He don't give a shit if he's got a belt or not. He wants to show. You know, Pettis said, I don't care if you're ranked higher than me. I don't care if you had the belt. I want to show you that I'm a better fighter than you. And uh, the only thing that's bad for Pettis here is, that, again, it's that welterweight. And uh, I know he got a knockout over over Wonder Boy right there, and that was that was crazy. That was awesome. Uh, we got to remember that Pettis was a uh, world champion at one time, and uh, Nate Diaz uh, never has been a champion, uh, a world champion, may, may never be. So, uh not, and I'm not just doing this for MMA math and who's fought who, and but you got to look at Anthony Pettis' fought uh, competition here lately. That you know that's just above and beyond anything that Nate Diaz fought. Yes, and I know he's fought Conor McGregor twice, but you know I mean it's it's a different fight. And uh, the only thing I can see going wrong for Anthony Pettis here is him getting tired throughout the fight and deciding to go on the ground. But other than that, I can just see Nate Diaz being able to take a, a pretty good pretty good whooping here. And I and I love Nate Diaz for that reason too because he's going to keep fighting the whole time. But uh, I, I got to go with Anthony Pettis on that too, and I hope it does go down because a lot of people will be putting a lot of money on Diaz, so it may go down. I'll, I'll probably be taking Pettis uh, live, like right when it starts. Main event rematch for the heavyweight strap. Uh, DC Daniel Cormier is defending now against Stipe Miocic. Uh, last time they fought, Miocic was the favorite. Now, Cormier the favorite, about minus 135, minus 140, somewhere around that, that area. Uh, D.C., uh, you know, the, the, there was a little bit of a, some scare early in the first fight. I thought D.C. might get might get smoked, and then he, he turned it around, made the proper adjustments, got the win. Uh, Stipe hasn't fought since. D.C. got a win in between against Derek Lewis. Uh, what you think? Man, <clears throat> I've been uh, I've been gloating and telling everybody Cormier's gonna win this fight. Cormier's gonna win this fight. I've been for a long time, and then just like in the last, really since last night, I just started thinking about it. Uh, you know, I was talking to Buddy Taylor, and he's just like, you gotta realize that you know Cormier's kind of on his way out. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to really do anything anymore. He's he's talking about you know this fight was you know if I can just you know slide off the rails for a minute. You know when he was he posted that video about him and John Jones about how he don't have to fight anymore. I make enough money. I don't have to do it if he wants to fight and come to me and they can give me that payday and blah, blah, blah. And it, and that when it all comes down to it, it just tells me, you know, a lot of people are saying that DC is scared to fight him, this, that other thing. Well, you got to put, uh, I think, I mean, that that's probably true that DC doesn't want to fight him. But then again, look at it from DC's point of view. How many times was that fight scheduled and how much crap did like DC go through during the whole duration of time? And then, you know, 
he had a fight scheduled and then like the day of it got canceled and DC's trained for this and it's just every time he tries to fight John Jones it just it's 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 a mockery of just bullshit that happens. So DC is probably just saying it's not worth the money because I make money now. It's not worth the money to go through all that bullshit, you know, just to fight John Jones again. And he knows he's going to probably lose. So, I mean, why would you do all that just to do that for, you know, lose your title and do all this? So, but let's go back on the rails. Miocic, I think he's taking this extremely serious. Like, I think he was taking the last fight extremely serious, but now he's got a motivation under him. And if you rewatch that fight, just like you said, Pepe was getting getting the majority of the best of the fight the whole time. And uh, he even saw Pepe go for a couple of shots. And uh, it was the elbow, that right elbow that caught it, uh, that caught Pepe on the chin that just kind of dropped him. And uh, had that elbow not hit, you got to look, you got to look at your DC there because he was huffing and puffing big time. Like I was watching and he was like taking steps back and his stomach was going in and out real hard. And you also got to think about this. He's talking about how he's on the front side of ESPN and UFC making all this money doing all these uh, studies and, you know, all these different shows for ESPN. So how much time is he actually investing into this fight? How much time is he training? Because I see all the, I see him goofing around all the time with, you know, with Khabib and I see him and always making jokes about McGregor and doing all these different, different little blogs and stuff. And, you know, and he's on, he, you know, I don't get to see him training, so I don't know how hard and how serious he's taking it. He's, you know, he's 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 on his way out the door. He's he's got his money. He doesn't care, and it makes me wonder um, if he does win this fight anymore or not. And uh, my gut told me to go with Cormier, but after after just after this couple of days, I'm wondering I'm wondering if he's gonna if he's gonna come through on this. And then I I go back and I say, you know what? He's an Olympic athlete. He's a different caliber. You know, just and that's yeah, that's at the different level of just mentality. Uh, above head and, you know, head and shoulders above everybody else in the division. So, you know, Stipe's strong, like super, super strong. Like he's hella strong, and like Cormier felt that strength, you know, and it's hard, you know, but if you – and Daniel Cormier can't take the shots, then, you know, I don't think he can take them like he had been taking them when he was earlier in his career. Because when he was earlier in his career, he was in shape. He was picking people up and slamming them repetitively like it was nothing. Ragdolling Dan Henderson's and stuff like that, just just killing everybody in his path. And uh, he he's not doing that at heavyweight because you're fighting – huge big amazon guys huge guys and uh but uh with that being said i i i favor i was leaning towards cormier but the only way i'm gonna bet on him is if the line if he if he ends up becoming the underdog again in this fight if not i'm just gonna leave this one alone like if he goes plus i'm gonna i'll probably put some money on him yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm really leaning towards DC here, but I don't uh, I don't want it to get too wide. I don't want to give up a whole lot of juice on it to tell you the truth. So uh, yeah, I'm with you there, man. I'm not exactly sure uh, exactly sure which way I'll lean on this one until I see where the odds go. Excited for the card, though. You know, I, I wasn't very excited for the card this week and uh, this past week, I guess we should say. But uh, I definitely am for UFC 241. We will recap that next week. Hopefully we'll have Justin back with us to, to join us for that. And before we close out this week, we're going to go uh, through a bit of uh, uh, some of the fights that we have announced for the Valor series that we've got coming up. There's a lot of them, man. And, uh, man, uh, you know, starting out uh, September the 6th, that's, that's our next card here. It's uh, going to be Valor 63, Fight Night at the Joe once again. Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, you can catch it on Flow Combat or better yet, live in person at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe. Um, 
some of the fights that we've announced for the pro card now. Uh, you know, we had uh, Morgan Hickam and Jamie Driver set for this one. Jamie Driver fell out with a, uh, an injury this week. So now Morgan has uh, been booked elsewhere. Uh, Eric uh, Turner and KMA will be taking her north of the border. More, more details to come. Uh, but that, that will be lost. Uh, still a really nice pro card here, though. Main event is going to be Stephen New making his return uh, to the cage uh, after a quick turnaround. He beat Tyler Smith here. Uh, show before last, uh, be taking on Zach Cooper from down in Georgia, uh, from the uh, hardcore gym down there. He's a tough one uh, from the SBG group. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Caleb Miller returns, uh, taking on uh, Brian Jackson, pro boxer, uh, making the leap to MMA. His teammate, Paul Teague, will take on Billy Combs. That should be an entertaining one. Both guys will be hungry for a win there. And then a couple female bouts uh, on the pro side of the card. Carmen Malegros taking on Rebecca Brigman. Brigman is the girlfriend of one of our uh, one of uh, one of our favorites from up in New York, Eric Bloodaxe Olson. So he says that he's going to have her like uh, you know trained to kill coming down here as always uh, with a with a, with a lot of confidence from New York. Uh, Carmen Malegros, uh, good wrestler. You know, she's from up in uh, Kentucky, collegiate wrestler, good grappler. So it's going to be a, a style clash there. And then we've got a change. It was supposed to be uh, Amanda Borg taking on Emily King. Uh, Borg uh, with some issues with licensing. So uh, we've had a change. And now it will be uh, Shauna Lee Ormsby coming up from Florida to take on Emily King. Uh, Ormsby has fought for us as an amateur a couple times. Has done really well uh, up here. Very solid grappler. Uh, from uh, down in the UFC gym in Winter Park, Florida. Uh, your thoughts on this pro card, man? You, you, you pumped for it? We're only about, uh, I guess we're about three weeks out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I hate to hear that Jamie Driver got got, uh, got injured and she's off the card because I told you she got all the cool points last time she was up, or down here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now the rest of them, I'm excited to see Caleb Miller fight uh, because they had a pretty intense stare down at the Joe last time we were there. So Yeah, we faced um, them off. Excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see that one. Uh, as far as the rest of them goes, I didn't know that. Uh, let's see. I said I didn't know that Borg's wife was a uh, had had trouble getting getting licensed or whatnot. So I, that was news to me too. But uh, yeah, she had a she had a yeah, suspension up in Ontario that has held her up, and I'm hoping we can get her back down here. We can try to run this thing back in November. So. Uh, hoping they get that squared away, but still a really good fight we've got here. Shauna Lee Ormsby is tough, and uh, you know she's been down here as an amateur and uh, has has, uh -huh. has done pretty well. You know, very very skilled grappler. She's fought for King of the Cage for both of her pro fights. She's one and one, and so uh, it still be a really solid fight. Uh, the amateurs, we've announced a couple title fights. Of course, if you were at the Joe, you saw that we've got a heavyweight strap up. For grabs now, Dale Dodds uh, taking on Zach Manon to become the first ever VFC heavyweight champion uh, in the amateur ranks. And then uh, we'll crown our first 185 champion. We've got two undefeated guys going out at Tank Wilson Jr., uh, fan favorite, uh, and has been super impressive in all of his fights. Uh, undefeated, 3-0, taking on the also undefeated 2-0, Alex Lewandowski out of the Newport Combat Club there with John Hall. Last time we saw him, he was winning at the Smoky Stadium. So a couple title fights there at the top of the card uh, for the amateurs. What you think? Yeah, I was actually going to, you know, throw something in there too on top of what you just did. Uh, with the, you know, because we've been slacking on uh, having female fights the last couple months. I mean, I know we've had Levi Parker and, you know, we've had a couple, couple girl fights, but we've been slacking. And then when they were doing the face-off to the Joe, 
you know, when they had the, you know, Caleb Miller was having his big intense stare down there, you know, I got a little bit, you know, it got a little too intense. And then all of a sudden they was like, hold on, wait, why are y'all putting this, mo- why are y'all putting this mood on? They're about to the girls in the cage. And then all the girls came in the cage and, uh, and I was, they were like, all these girls are fighting and they're all so pretty. It's crazy because uh, they all, they're all really nice and really sweet. But then when you put them in the cage, they're all killers. And uh, it's fun because, um, all these girls though, like, they, they they talk to shit. I've been uh uh that uh Bregman, is that uh-huh. how you pronounce her name? Yeah, Bregman. New York. I've been I've been I've been following her on Instagram and watching uh watching her train with uh with Blood Axe up there. And uh, they're a trip, she's, aren't she's they? gonna be <laughs> yeah they are they're they're on another level. So uh they we don't we don't we don't we don't train like they do uh, up there in New York. We do different things up down here in the south, but uh. I'm excited to see a kickboxer versus a wrestler about there because she looks like a hammer. So, uh, that one, I'm yeah. And then tank tank. I'm, I'm anxious to see him. I'm always anxious to see tank, uh, bit of a step up for tank this time with Lewandowski. That's, that's what I was going to say. I I still think that still think Lewandowski, you know, he proved himself already twice too. So, uh, uh, I'm anxious to see it, all of it. What, who else we got coming up? You got there's a lot more on the card that we've mentioned. Yeah, so yeah. Far. You know, we've got Chad Finnerty coming back. He's going to be taking on Robert Davis. The last time we saw Robert Davis was at Smoky Stadium. He lost to Dale Dodds. Uh, so it's always good to have Chad Finnerty uh, back in action. We're going to get the Sea Goat back. Anthony Cochran needs a win here. He's taking on Bradley Brakefield who is coming from uh, the same camp that has Paul Teague and Brian Jackson, the opponent for Caleb Miller. We've got uh, Brandon McGee from Greenville, who uh, we saw in a really fun fight. He lost his debut a couple of uh, shows back to uh, Dan Bailey, but uh, he looked really good. He's still a stout guy. And he's taking on Dominic Munez, who we just saw kickbox against Jonathan Blackwell. So that's two guys that I think that are really going to bring the fight. We've got a rematch, Chloe Padilla taking on Mary Rosenbeck, and they fought, um, it's been about five, six months ago now, but it was a really good fight, very close. Uh, a fight that both ladies feel like they can they can run back and win again. So uh, always really like having Mary Rosenbeck up. She's a pleasure to work with, very tough chick. And, of course, Chloe Padilla, uh, you know, she's uh, no, no stranger, of course. Uh, her dad and her run uh, Frankie's Body Shop there, so you know she's going to come in shape. Uh, of course, also training at KMAA. And then um, we've also got uh, this one. Now, I hadn't told you about this one. We just locked this one in today, but we've got a rematch at 155, Parker Wadman versus Alan Miller. They're going to run it back. And, you know, they fought a couple months ago. Uh, Wadman got the decision using his wrestling. But if you recall, Miller was very, very game that whole fight, really trying to bring the fight, but just couldn't quite overcome that wrestling. So we'll see if he's made those adjustments. Uh, What do you think about these additions? (laughs) This is all happening. September 6th. Yes. Yeah. All this happened. It's, it's stacked. Yeah. And then you, I, I just failed to hit on the Billy Combs and Paul Teague fight. That is, yes. I'm excited to see that one. And they're both going to be at 155? No, that's a 175. Ah, uh, okay. I was going to say because I saw Paul Teague the other day at the fights and I was like, man, this kid's done grown. Yeah. Got, I don't know. I don't know if he makes 155. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a big old, that's a big old, big old, big old kid now. So, uh, and then Bailey, I didn't know if he'd make 155. I thought you missed that. That was in 155. But uh, is that every fight that's on the card? Chloe, uh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple think- more we haven't really talked on. There's a, you know, it's hard to really okay. say much. There's a, you know, guys that I, we don't really know a lot about. There's a, there's a kids there. We've got another kids MMA bout, a pancreation bout. We've got uh, Zeke Shaw, who we've not, we've not seen either of these kids. It's Evan Ledford, who's with the. 
Paul Teague's group. Uh, the the name of that team is the Goon Squad, so that's what we'll refer to them. Uh, right yeah. Now. I've, but, I follow uh, online. Yeah, but then Zeke Shaw is from the Wolves' den. They're in uh, Madisonville with, like, C.J. Talent and Zach Garner. So those kids, I think they're both uh, 15 years old. I'm on Zach, uh, what's the, 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 the security, the, the, sorry, the prison guard, and Dale Dodd, what's his name, Zach Manning? Zach, Zach Manning, right? Zach Manning, yeah, that's going to be, hey, Manning look good. He's, he's a big boy. That's he a big is. old boy. This uh, will so be yeah, the I'm first guy that, that Dale has fought, I think, that can match his size. Yeah, yeah, Dale's, Dale's, Dale's a mountain of a man himself, and polite as can be, too. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, you got a lineup there September 6th. Uh, it seems like uh, – it always seems like the closer we get to Christmas, it seems like, like you know, and the closer we get to, like, winter, like, the cars just start – you just start killing it. And, like, they just, <laughs> they just get so much better, and then we have to start over. And we're not even starting over in January because we have a lot of good ones, you know, at the beginning of the year all the time. But it's just like at this time of year, they just start coming around and and like you know, I mean, the last August card was was uh, was phenomenal. It was great, and then you know we're gonna follow up with a big September and then a huge October. And uh, and I keep hearing all these people are gonna be ready by November. And how many people are wanting to come to be on that November slot? Oh, yeah. We don't. We're not gonna do. It. Yeah, we're probably doing that in December, right? Do we? I believe we will have something uh, in de- one one in December. It will most likely be an amateur show. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, a lot of people want on that car because uh, I know that, you know, if everything falls into place, you know, Dre Miley and, you know, Cody Durbin were talking about that show. And then you, James, yeah, you're talking about all kinds, all kinds of people going to be on there. But, you know, I'm, I was talking about it. There was different. I mean, a lot of people want on it, but not everybody can be on it. That's right. why I'm kind of, I think, I think you and I think Billy Swanson's another guy that's talked about wanting to run again in November. So, you know, the thing, things are really shaping up to be, you know, a lot of fun all the way through the rest of the year. And yeah. even if we run all amateurs in December, those amateur shows have, will steal, they'll steal the show sometimes, you know, those guys. Uh, well, they, they did last uh, in August, uh, you know, uh, uh, with Logan Neal and, and uh, Josh Miller and then Silas Reynolds and Joseph, Joseph Long. That, that was not the main event. It, it just, it, it could have been pro as well. Both all four of those guys, you know, could be one day. Of course, uh, moving on to the next card, that is the Saudi Daisy card, uh, Valor 64. It goes down September 28th Saudi Daisy, at the Saudi Daisy Wrestling Arena. Uh, of course, uh, we've got uh, three pro bouts announced for that one. Uh, Greg Hopkins himself uh, will be on that card, uh, taking on uh, the veteran Roy Sanders. Both these guys coming off wins. Of course, uh, Roy uh, pulling off uh, a, a submission win by Triangle just a few months back, and uh, and Greg beating uh, Nick Jewell a few months back as well. So those guys are going to line up to the nice guys in the business going at it. Uh, we've got Ian Stevens making his return after several years off. Of course, he was on The Ultimate Fighter several years back, uh, very decorated wrestler, uh, just a beast, and he will be taking on the aforementioned Blood Axe himself. Eric Olsen at 205, so it's a move up in weight class for Ian uh, against a very tough and always confident Eric Olsen. Uh, and then, of course, we've got uh, the, in the main event, uh, Billy Swanson, Big Sexy, <laughs> will take on uh, El Jefe, Terrence Hodges, who's coming off of a win at NFC just about a week or so ago himself. So, uh, you know, Billy Swanson, Terrence Hodges, those are two big dudes, man. Those guys are going to have... Uh, they're going to take up a lot of the cage, and uh, it's going to be an explosive night at the Saudi Daisy Wrestling Arena. Also announced, uh, we've got pro grappling, pro combative uh, grappling. 
Uh, so the slap grappling, if you will, and it's uh, this is kind of a fun one here. It's going to be a, a difference in size. It's going to be uh, Elijah Carlton, who is uh, a regular uh, in these type things in the in these uh, 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 combat BJJ matches. He does these regularly, and he told me to find the the biggest, baddest dude I can to do this. And so uh, we got Isaac Fine, <laughs> and uh, Isaac Fine. You know, he's a guy that if, if you've been around the scene for a while, you know who he is. He hasn't competed in a minute. He's at KMAA there, probably the uh, the most uh, uh, regular training partner for Ovin St. Prue there. Uh, he's a guy with John Jones type dimensions, you know, 6'6", uh, you know, huge wingspan, uh, very talented brown belt, uh, very skilled and very big and in, in, in hands like frying pans. But Elijah Carlton He's a tricky one. You know, he's a, he's a showman. He's a guy that's going to that's going to go out there and give the fans a show. And, he, and he's got lots of tricks up his sleeve. So, I'm, you know, he, he asked for the biggest and baddest we could get. So I think uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Your thoughts on this uh, pro lineup? Uh, of course, of course, I'm excited about my fight. I, you know, I'm really anxious to get in there. And, you know, Roy's got, you know, he's got two wins. I've got one. Uh, I'm excited. That he, he actually he is a super nice guy. And he actually got on Facebook and uh, made a post about our fight saying, you know, hey, Greg's a super nice guy, and I really, really, you know, admire him and this and other thing, but I am going to hand him a loss in his own hometown, so I'll be training. And uh, then I'm excited to see Ian Stevens back in action, finally. Like, we get to see him back in action, and not only do we get to see him, we get to see him against Blood Axe. Right. Blood Axe is already bringing, he's already bringing the action online. I'm not going to repeat what he's saying, but he, he, he's already he's already made it clear how he feels about Ian and, and, and what he thinks is going to happen. So follow blood uh, if you want to if you want to stay like tuned into all this stuff and it'll be inter- worth it. You'll yeah. get some good if some good. If you want to be ter- entertained, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he he definitely is a showman for 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 a and uh, I I'm I'm excited for that one because he's Ian's uh Ian's gonna um go up to two oh five and that's that's big for Ian too. I mean because he's a uh, you know years ago he did he fought at one one seventy and uh but he. You know he's he's gained a lot of weight since then, but he also won't be cutting for this fight because he's a solid. He probably walks around at you know 205. That's probably what he walks around at. So he's probably gonna cut nothing for this fight. So he'll be ready in his shape. And then you go back to you know Blood Axe. He's big. You know so he might be losing some weight for this fight. He's a big kid, and uh, uh, you know he's a bare knuckle boxer. So if Ian wants to stand with him, you might see a uh, you know you might see a you know an upset there, but. Uh, I think that Ian's got he's got the good uh, he's got his Muay Thai and his stand up game is going to probably be you know uh, even with uh, with with Blood Axe Blood Axe is going to be swinging for the fences the whole time and he don't I think there's something wrong with him because it they don't get tired like he just keeps going and keeps going yeah. keeps going even when he get even when he gets hit he just keeps going and keeps going but I think that Ian's wrestling is what's going to is going to uh, is going to steal this fight right here I think that Ian can uh, can take can, can get him down but. Well, obviously, Blood Axe knows about that, so he's going to be training and getting ready for that. Uh, Billy, uh, the guy he's fighting, what's his name, Todd? Uh, Terrence Hodgins. Hodgins? Yeah, Terrence Hodgins. Terrence Hodgins. I saw him fight last week, or two weeks ago, I think, at NFC, and he was fighting this big, big old Roy Nelson-looking dude, but uh, kept hitting him in the back of the head, and hell, they damn near disqualified, you know, Terrence for that, for everything, and I was like, they can't do it to this cat because, uh, I mean, hell, he was winning the fight. He was absolutely dominating that fight. So uh, I think that uh, Billy, Billy's going to have his hands full here in his hometown, and uh, I think that was a good fight to take for Billy. I think it's a good, a good step up 
up up to the plate for Billy after after taking the taking the L last time and the the ankle injury. I think that Billy's uh Billy's uh he's really got a lot to prove to a lot of people and more more to himself than anybody. But uh, dude's been training. He's been every, everywhere I go and anywhere I go train. Anytime I'm there, Billy's there. So Billy's Billy's putting the work in and best believe that he wants to he wants to show out here. And then uh the, every time I. I'm like a damn little bitch. I'm smitten about this Elijah and Isaac fighting fight, man. I don't know why, too, because I've never been this super excited about a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu match, and I'm not right. down in it at all. I'm just saying that when you if you ask me if I would rather watch a jiu-jitsu match or an MMA fight, I'm going to sit there and say an MMA fight. But this one right here, <laughs> when Elijah said he wanted the biggest, baddest mug you could find, find him, and then you guys went and found him, and you delivered him, and Elijah came back and said, you know, because when I when I heard, you know, I heard this, I heard that, because I never seen fine or nothing, and I heard he was six seven, two thirty, blah blah blah, and I told that's what I told Elijah. I was like, hey man, this guy is uh, he's like six seven, two thirty, <laughs> and Elijah nonchalantly didn't even change his facial structure, nothing, no reaction, just said, okay. <laughs> I said, I said, okay, what does that mean? He goes, yeah, all right, let's do it. I said, okay, and then I told Billy, Billy, no, I mean, he's like six three, he ain't six seven. I was like, oh, okay. So I told Elijah that, and Elijah's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some type of reaction out of you? Because, like, this is a spectacle. Like, please get excited about this. He's like, oh, I am excited. I'm super excited. I'm just losing weight right now because I got to fight. I got to go down to Florida or something this weekend and go. I had to weigh 161 for this tournament. And I was like, oh. Oh, all right. Well, it was just funny. This is like yeah. our. Uh, this is like our. Uh, our. Uh, what would you? What is it? Uh, the old uh, pride. This is like our circus. Our pride fight. I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's uh, it's just funny. It's fun to me. Like it's and 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 and, and the different crowd that uh, Eli's going to bring to uh, to Valor here uh, is is they're going to be exciting because Eli's a character. But uh, and Isaac obviously is going to bring. You know, he said he's is he a brown belt? You said he is a brown belt. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be bring. So he's been in the game for a while. So he's going to have he's going to have a fan base. You know, that's as exciting that you get a uh, you get some uh, some Knoxville and you're going to have some rivalry here because I'm usually always always on KMA's side, but this, this one time I'm going to have to put a road against them, so I get to get to be on the rival side for once. Well, uh, and, and, and uh, just a, a, for, a foreshadowing here, I will find will be without his coach. Eric Turner will be with Ovent St. Preux uh, across the pond for UFC that weekend, so Isaac will be uh, without without his coach in the corner, which which could make a difference. Uh, let's, I'm going to yeah. give you some spoilers, man. These are some fights that haven't been announced yet, but I'm going to go ahead and break them right, right here. These are some amateur fights for that card. Uh, we've got a few more that are in the pipeline that I don't want to announce because I'm still waiting on a confirmation from one guy, but, uh, we're going to see the debut of Justin Hurd, a guy that you're familiar with. He'll be taking on Devontae Davis out of American Top Team Atlanta at 135 pounds. We're also going to see uh, uh, Muay Thai fight, 165 pounds. Jonathan Blackwell taking on Zach Fox. Uh, Jordan Lewis, uh, the younger of the of the Lewis brothers uh, at highest stand, will be making his MMA debut against the always tough Colton Dunn. Uh, plus, the uh, we've got juniors kickboxing, and this one is a fun one. 13 years old, 100 pounds. The debut of Eli Blaylock as he takes on Noah Lawton from the Goon Squad. So a uh, pretty good little, uh, a little teaser for an amateur card that's starting to come together. And I've got more good shit to announce next week. We've got Joe Long about to get matched, uh, Tanner Poe, uh, Andrew Sturdivant. Uh, there's uh, there's some good guys and some good matches that are starting to come together. 
Yeah, I'm excited to watch old little Justin Hurd finally get to shine in something he's good at because kids grew up with a rough, a rough uh, background patch, and he's done he's done time. And uh, when you see him in person, you, you're going to know right away who he is. So uh, I'm excited to see him. Uh, as far as like you know, uh, an all around fighter is he is he super duper like you know polished up? No, he's not. But uh, this guy's going to bring a storm uh, like nobody like nobody at 135 pounds is uh is gonna is gonna bring and uh if you're able to weather a storm you know there's a possibility you can stand with him in exchange but uh just uh be on the lookout for justin her when he comes to saudi daisy there and uh go through and remind me who else is going to be on there uh 165 movie tie jonathan blackwell zach fox blackwell oh and he's fighting zach fox see blackwell just he just takes he don't fight he'll fight anybody blackwell just fight <laughs> anybody like both of these guys coming off care. losses but both of them in very tough fights I know, yeah. Fox fought a uh, uh, long, yes. long and a good fight, and you know Zach Fox is a, a decorated Muay Thai fighter, and he prides himself on his Muay Thai background, and uh, that's he's good at it too, and you know, you know, rightfully so. Blackwell, I think Blackwell needs to go back to MMA and uh, work on his wrestling, but uh, that dude stays in shape, man. He is a, I mean, and he doesn't care. He takes, he takes, he takes the hardest, toughest fights you give him. He don't care. He'll take the easiest fights you give him. <laughs> if you give him a fight, he's gonna fight. And, and he don't care. That's just funny because you see him, at, you see him on your lunch break in town. You know, I'm, you know, you don't see him often because the man works, you know, all the time. And uh, but he, he you'll just see him or something. Hey, how you doing? You know, blah blah blah. I haven't seen you around. You know, you're, I've been running and just doing some boxing, this and other thing. And he's like, oh okay. And then you, uh, and then all of a sudden you see on Facebook, he's got a fight coming up in three or four, three or four weeks, and he didn't even know about it yet. And he's just like, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna fight. I, I, I love Blackwell, but uh, that's another one. That, that's another possibility for five and nine because it's hard to take. It's hard. It's hard to knock Blackwell out. It is hard to knock him out. And uh, Fox doesn't go out either. So that's another five and nine candidate already. And that's that's in Saudi Daisy too. So. Good deal. Uh, the, Man, the, MMA, a, the MMA debut of Jordan Lewis, the younger of the Lewis brothers, takes mm-hmm. on Colton Dunn. And Colton Dunn, yeah, Colton Dunn's a tough one. I, uh, you know, I, I thought I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that Lewis had two brothers. I knew he had one brother that was really good at wrestling, but I, I think I'd moved away by that time. And uh, but he's got another younger one coming up, and he's fighting Colton Dunn. And Colton Dunn ain't no, ain't no slouch. Uh, I always get excited when Colton Dunn comes around. I seen him post something on Facebook the other day, and I'd completely forgotten about him on the thing. We hadn't seen him in a couple months, have we? Like he hasn't no, been around. No, he's been out. So. He's been, you know, he's taken. He'd come off a loss uh, in his last one against a really experienced guy from Florida, and uh, so he took a couple months off to to train and dropped to 170. Yeah, I'm excited to see him here. I get to see him in my own backyard too. This gonna be fun though. Colton Dunn's excited. Is an exciting fighter. Uh, uh, I don't look for fireworks on that one too. That could be another possible candidate fighting night. Colton Dunn always looking for that for that award. That's what he wants every time. And then so. of course the first, and then the kicking us off, of course the uh, juniors, the the 100 pounds, 13 years old, uh, Chet Blaylock's uh, offspring, Eli Blaylock, taking on Noah Lawton from the Goon Squad. I don't know a lot about Noah Lawton, but I do know about Eli. Uh, well, Eli Blaylock, and he's a he's a he, he's a flexible little one. Uh, he was. Yeah, you know, saying saying something about trying to wrestle this year, maybe maybe doing it, but uh, he's just not interested in wrestling so much per se. He likes he likes jujitsu and he likes to kickbox. He's a pretty good striker, and I'm actually really excited to finally get to see him because it's like I've it's just like yesterday he was you know walking around you know coming into Hooters with his dad and he wasn't but like you know walking here like a Game Boy or something and he wasn't but like you know four or five six years old 
and uh, now he's 13, and he's walking around, and he's cracking jokes, and, you know, he's like a little man, and it's just, uh, it's awesome to see that he, and he's going to get in there and, uh, you know, in the, in the cage, it's going to be the coolest, one of the coolest 13-year-olds you ever, you ever met that night. Of course, next week we'll get some more news going uh, for this one. We've still got fights to announce for Andrew Sturdivant. Uh, Tanner Poe's going to be on this card. Bubba Cruz, uh, you know, there are some other ones like Devin Garten still on this card. Jalen Harper, uh, I believe there's a good chance we're going to try to get Blake Randall back in action. Uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, Carter Beekman, uh, Logan Crowley, uh, Josh Lewis. I mean, there's some names uh, that are still uh, going to come down the pipe that are going to make some fights that, uh, I mean, this is going to be a, a, just a badass card, really. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to hey. be super, super solid. Hey, Tristan Kelly. Uh, Kristen Kelly, that's another one that we're that's in the pipeline. Uh, okay, I, I forgot. I didn't know if you had matched him up yet or not because I read, read the other day where he said he had a fight, and I didn't know if he was just you know. You've got two or three, two or three names. There's two or three names we're kicking around, just trying to figure out the the right combination for him. Awesome. I just after watching him, Elijah Gilbertson the other day, I wanted. I'm waiting for his step up to see see what he can do. I'm, I'm excited for it. And, of course, our last one, uh, not a lot to reveal on this one just yet because, uh, you know, it's still a little ways out. But, of course, Valor 65 go down to Nashville October the 19th at the Nashville Fairgrounds. will be the first MMA event to go down at the, Nash- the new Nashville Fairgrounds venue, which is super sweet. Uh, main event, man, uh, in my opinion, the, the fight of the my, my most anticipated fight of the year, if you will. It's going to be hard to beat this one. It is uh, for the first ever Valor 155-pound professional championship. David Ruthless Robbins goes to Smashville to take on Nashville's own C4, Charlie Alexander, in a main event that uh, is worth, you know, uh, dare I say the uh, the old adage, is worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, C4 and David Robbins? Yes. Huh. We've been talking about this one for a long time. Not, I mean, you know, I think that David, after his, it may have been his very first fight, he, you know, not 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 was he calling him out, but he heard his mouth, his name coming out of uh, C4's mouth a couple times. And C4 said, you know, you got to, you know, you got to crawl before you can walk, David. You know, get you a couple wins. Well, David's now 5-0. and oh, was, yes. You know, four first round finishes, and you know he finished his last fight in the second round. Uh, I think David's sprinting now, and he's a uh, he's coming that way to Smashville. You know, and uh, that's that's like you said, just the, the adage on the price ticket alone. That's one of the ones I'm excited for, and uh, it just keeps getting better. We might charge you double then. Well, I y'all have to pay me double because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're working for half price. <laughs> it works out. <laughs> so uh, that's that's all we can really talk about so far on this card. I will say next week we should be able to reveal some matchups uh, for some pros in the area that you'll be familiar with. Logan Woods, Ronnie, the Heat, Lawrence. You just saw him on LFA in a stellar performance. Uh, Tyler Edwards is going to be on this card. Uh, potentially little Nate Lindsay. Um, and then, of course, on the amateur side, uh, one fight that we have uh, revealed, the, uh, the owner of Nashville MMA, the new owner of Nashville MMA, Taylor Hood, makes his MMA debut against Anthony Rogers, who uh, we saw coming off a win in his last fight against Gabe Gibson. Uh, Chad Finnerty on that card as well, uh, taking on Travis Gregoire. That's got a little bit of heat uh, on that one. Those guys don't like each other, apparently. So uh, they both have asked for that fight. Travis Gregoire and Chad Finnerty, they both asked for that fight, so we're going to do it in Nashville um, in October. There's a lot more shit to come. What's that? What's the beef there? What's the beef on that? 
Apparently, um, um, Travis said he wanted to fight Chad because uh, after uh, there was a fight that was proposed maybe for them on another show, and allegedly Chad had said that Travis w- didn't have a chin because he because because uh, Travis got knocked out real bad by James Garmany, if you remember. Um, back mm, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and so and he was on memes and shit. You know, it was, it was, uh, you know, he was the butt of some jokes there. But hey, you know, not knocking the guy. He, James Garmany's a fucking hitter. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, anyway, so uh, you know, he he didn't like what Chad had allegedly said, and so Chad, kept, you know, Chad heard that Gregoire was 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 talking shit or saying that he wanted to fight him, and uh, so he said that he's down to do it. So. Uh, I actually think that's a really good fight. Yeah, it is. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad there's some uh, basic girl there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, lots more to come. Uh, we'll be talking all about all, all this in uh, the coming weeks. Uh, that's going to wrap us up for this week, though. I appreciate uh, Greg Hopkins for uh, for sitting in for uh, my co-host duties. Uh, hopefully, Justin Watson is on the mend, and we will uh, have him back next week. Till then, I'm Tim Loy signing out. Valor Hour, we're out. This is a cannabis podcast. Quick fix on radio influence. Mike Tyson, who has his name involved in marijuana and dispensaries, uh, he was on a podcast that he has, and it's his own, I believe. And he talked about he smoked $40,000 of marijuana a month at his ranch. Now, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty good at numbers, and I can do the math in my head. But, you know, let's say, for instance, you pay $400 an ounce. That would make it impossible. That would make it literally impossible. He would have to smoke five ounces a day. And I dare Mike Tyson to try to smoke five ounces a day. Then again, if you own a dispensary and it's your product, um, you're going to be smoking the best shit and the most expensive shit. So, man, whatever. Just like Will Chamberlain. How many people did he say he slept with? 50,000 or something? Eh. He still smokes a lot. Will banged a lot of girls and Mike smokes a lot of weed. We'll put it that way. The Cannabis Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.